0: Make some of this, Michael. Be one of us. You don't like rice? Tell me, Michael, how could a billion Chinese people be wrong? My little brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Will you wait till Mom finds out, buddy? Good evening, Dream Warriors. Welcome back to Dream number 33. And this week we're talking about The Lost Boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I chose this one um, as sort of a tribute to uh, Joel Schumacher, who sadly passed away earlier in the week or yep. well, last week, I guess now. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, it's his best movie. So I, f- I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to do this one yeah yeah I think I agree with you good yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so before we hop into this uh what have you been up to since we last spoke a few days ago
1: uh I haven't watched too many things uh this past little bit um like I was telling you I started that show the floor is lava and I'm (laughs) addicted I got like one episode left in the whole season so Nice. Oh man, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I, I watched uh the five bloods.
0: Oh did I, you watch it? Nice. I did, yeah, yeah.
1: It was really good. Um it's yeah. pretty long, it's like two and a half hours. Uh yeah. there is some like pretty gruesome parts because it's based around like uh the Vietnam War. It had yeah. like some like flashbacks to like real footage from back then, and there's some really hard to watch scenes in it. But, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so if you can get by that, it's uh, definitely a good uh, a good watch, and uh, you learn a lot about um, like black people during the Vietnam War and just like what the US did to them. Like pretty much put them on the front
0: lines. Like it's uh, yeah,
1: it's pretty crazy.
0: I do remember hearing that at... like during a history class or something like that yeah that uh yeah but anyways
1: yeah it was good Um, definitely recommend it and then for horror wise um only watched one thing and it's a little movie called the nightingale
0: oh nice yeah was it good
1: it was really good um yeah uh very very tough watch i must say um there's one one scene in the opening, like 20 minutes, uh, that is very hard to watch, and I respect the hell out of uh, the director, Jennifer Kent, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to tell you, man, it's going to be hard for you to watch. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. But what if you can get by that, I think it's a really good movie, and yeah. uh, it's a, definitely a good follow-up to uh, The Babadook.
0: Nice. Which movie do you prefer?
1: I think the Babadook just yeah. because The Nightingale is such a
0: tough watch like okay not
1: just cuz the one scene just it's a pretty long movie like it's I think just over 2 hours long okay. but uh, it's kind of like like the witch like it's set in like the 1800s so yeah. like I don't it, it's definitely worth checking out and I uh, would definitely watch it again just yeah it's more of a tougher watch for sure but right. definitely worth it
0: yeah, you know how stoked I was that it that it came out on Crave. Was it yeah. Crave that it was on? No, yeah. No, on
1: Shutter actually.
0: Shutter, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I texted you as soon as I saw it on there. I was like, "Oh, yeah. oh yes, I've been waiting so long to watch this." Yeah. So, uh, yeah,
1: but that's pretty much all I've watched uh,
0: so far. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat, man. I uh, I worked all weekend, so I didn't have much time to watch much of anything other than this movie and a couple other things, but Yeah. Uh, the other night my favorite night it was Thursday night I was telling you that I was watching a movie and I couldn't tell if I was gonna sit through the whole thing or not yeah um I ended up watching it all okay and like I couldn't tell if I liked it or if I absolutely hated it yeah like it was one of those movies (laughs) what's that Um, movie but uh it was like me on shutter like me yeah it has um addison timlin in it and that's pretty much the only reason why i wanted to watch it because i love her okay Uh, but um she was did you ever watch odd thomas the movie odd thomas yeah
1: you put me on that movie actually
0: did i okay she's she's a girl that's in that movie
1: oh okay i recognize the uh the
0: picture yeah
1: yeah yeah okay
0: but uh yeah man i don't know it was like it (sighs) I feel like it was good, but, like, they tried way too hard to make it, like, an artistic movie, and it just, it was kind of... Yeah, started.
1: that's how I felt about that other movie
0: on Shutter that I watched
1: back in, like, January, and I told you about... Um, yeah. Fuck. But, like, the art- artistic curl and shit, and, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of, like, this similar, similar movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Like... I'm all for that, that, like artistic vibe in movies and stuff, but like, yeah, it was just like, they put stuff in there that didn't need to be in. Like it didn't make sense of why it was like, why it was like that, but
1: yeah, it kind of, yeah. Bliss is a movie I was thinking of. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm also watching the floor is lava. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You got me on that. Yeah. We banged out like four or five episodes of it last night. Like yeah. we were just fucking going to town on it. <laughs> And, uh, we've been, we started finally, I think I mentioned it already in a previous episode, but we finally started watching Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. So we watched a couple episodes of that. And other than that, I haven't mm-hmm. done too much.
1: Yeah. And actually that reminded me of another show that I want to start and it's on Netflix. I think it's called Just Kingdom. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. like uh set in like, uh, Japan, but it's
0: like zombies and shit, like samurais. It looks...
1: Apparently, it's really good. It's got a good rating, so... Oh,
0: yeah? But,
1: uh, yeah.
0: I might have to check it out. Man, Netflix added so much new shit, like, over the past week. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, so many old, like, anime movies that, like, we grew up watching and stuff. Yeah, I know. I couldn't Um, believe it when I was scrolling through it. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? I
1: think that's it.
0: All right. So we'll jump on over to those podcast shared outs, starting off as usual with It's a Horror Podcast. I finally got caught up on theirs, and I've listened to uh, their James Wan episode and their Dario Argento episode the other day. Nice, nice. Um, both were very good. Uh, James Wan episode surprised me a little bit with their, with their list, but... Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, those guys are full surprises all the time. So I'm not yeah. surprised. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they have a new one coming out, um, on Alfred Hitchcock, which yeah. should be very interesting to listen to. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Cause he's kind of like the Godfather of horror. Yeah. Uh, next up is our boy Daniel at the creepy crap podcast. He just released his final moon June episode. Mm-hmm. So He's coming back to Earth and he's leaving space and never <laughs> never going back from what it sounds like. Uh, but yeah, his last episode was on Critters 4, um, yeah. which I listened to today. And mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever watch that movie because all the Critters movies are fucking shit. So I imagine that one is too. <laughs>
1: yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm uh, excited to, to hear it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up is we love horror <clears throat> and a uh, little update. Michael posted the other day that uh, he recorded his f- episode on it follows with a friend and uh, looking forward to that one. We did an episode on that one. I don't know what a couple months ago, I guess now. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. So it'll be interesting to hear his take on it too. Yeah. And lastly is Chuck goes to the movies and this month coming up for July, he's doing a theme of Christmas in July, which yep. makes a lot of sense. And, uh, I, I fucking love Christmas movies. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited for this month for him. Yeah, me too. And, uh, I listen to his clothes. like this. I've listened to more podcasts this weekend than I did watch movies or TV shows. <laughs> um, But I listened to his episode on Cloverfield, which is his most recent one, and it was really good.
1: Yeah, I did as well. I really enjoyed it. It Yeah. Good one.
0: All right. And that's all I got.
1: Cool.
0: Let's hop on into this shit. Let's do it. okay like we said in the intro this week we are talking about the lost boys the joel schumacher classic yep from 1987 uh the synopsis after moving to a new town two brothers discover that the area is a haven for vampires short and sweet and to the point yep how we always (laughs) like it yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like I've said a couple times now, this movie was directed by Joel Schumacher who sadly passed away last week. Yeah. Um, and you and I were talking about it a little bit, like he's got some bangers. He does. Yeah. Like he's, his fucking resume is pretty good. Uh, so he directed eight millimeter with Nicholas Cage, <laughs> yeah. um, two of the best batman movies in the franchise batman forever and batman and robin <laughs> just kidding they're garbage
1: but i must say they're garbage
0: but they are hella fun to watch they are i'd like batman forever but yeah batman and robin was a hot mess yeah but it, it is fun to watch like you said like arnold's one-liners are fucking crazy oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's kick some ice
1: <laughs> ice to meet you
0: <laughs> uh he also did Flatliners. <clears throat> um, the original one. Yeah. Um Phone Booth, which is a great movie too. Yeah considering the, the fucking awesome. Yeah, like considering that it was all shot within a phone booth, pretty much. Yeah. Uh he also did the Phantom of the Opera movie. <clears throat> and he did number twenty three with Jim Carrey. Yes, sir. Now, whenever I said last week that I wanted to do a Joel Schumacher movie, you were hoping that I wasn't going to pick the number 23. Yeah. So does that mean you hate that movie?
1: I very dislike that movie very
0: much, yes. Okay. All right.
1: I mean, it's been a number of years since I watched it,
0: but yeah. I don't know. What is it about it that you don't like? Because I remember liking it, but...
1: I don't know. I think I just didn't get like the whole story of it, I think. Okay um like i said i think i have to revisit it because it's been like i don't know five or six years maybe longer since i watched it yeah and i think also just because like all the negative
0: buzz that got around it i think yeah fair enough but yeah all right cool uh so the cast in the lost boys uh starting off with jason patrick he played michael And he's one of the two brothers that moved to uh, Santa Carla. Yep. And uh, he is known for Speed 2, uh, which sucked. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, He was in Sleepers, which is a fantastic movie. Highly recommend watching it. Yep. Uh, The book was really good, too. Uh, He was in The Losers and Narc. If I remember correctly, NARC was a really good movie too.
1: Yeah, I don't remember
0: NARC. I think if you saw like the movie poster, you would recognize it. Oh, okay. It's him and Ray Liotta.
1: Oh, okay. Then it's probably good, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anything <laughs> with Ray Liotta. That is true. Uh, next up is Corey Heim, And he yep. played Sam. And he is in License to Drive, Crank High Voltage, uh, the Silver Bullet, and Lucas. Yeah. And he sadly passed away back in 2010, I believe. Yeah.
1: I feel like his death was, like, really, I don't know. Like, I felt there was a lot of buzz around it,
0: because I don't was, think he yeah. was in a very good place when he died. No, he wasn't. Um, and he, like, he just died from pneumonia. Like, it wasn't, like, a drug overdose or anything like that. It was just, like... yeah. It was yeah. such a freak, freak kind of death. Like nobody saw it coming. Yeah. But yeah. Um, he's also a Canadian boy too. So yeah. Uh Oh shit. This is kind of morbid, but he died on my birthday.
1: Oh shit. Yeah.
0: March 10th, 2010. Fuck. Wow. Well, Did way I to remember. ruin the episode, Mark. I'm sorry, Jesus. (laughs) All right. Uh, next is Kiefer Sutherland, and he played David. Mm -hmm. And he, if you don't know who he is, well, then there's no use, or (laughs) not that there's no (laughs) use for you, but there's no hope for you, is what I meant to say. Yeah, (laughs) I have no use for you if you don't know who Kiefer Sutherland is. (sighs) No, but uh. He is most famously known for his role in the TV show 24. Yeah. Uh he was in a couple horror movies. Uh he was in mirrors, and mm-hmm. that movie fucked me up because like mirrors are creepy to me as it is. And um, <laughs> that one really took it to the next level. Uh his other horror movie was the Joel Schumacher directed Flatliners. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also known for Designated Survivor, which is a show that's currently on TV. Yeah. I think it's still on anyways. Uh, he was also in Phone Booth. He played the the voice on the phone that... Um, yeah. Uh, fuck. What's his name? Uh, the guy from uh,
1: <laughs> The <laughs> Lobster and uh, Gentleman.
0: Fuck. Colin Farrell. Wow. We're terrible <laughs> human beings. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, Keeper Sutherland played the voice on the other end of the phone.
1: For some reason, I thought that uh, Dennis Hopper was in that movie. But Is he not? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought I he know. was the one that was doing everything,
0: but I think I'm just thinking of the movie Speed. because yeah, yeah, he was definitely <sighs> the villain in Speed. Um Oh, and Kiefer Sutherland was also in one of my favorite movies of all time, Stand By Me. Yep. Uh, Next and last on my list is the man, Corey Feldman. Yes, sir. Edgar Frog in The Lost Boys. Yeah. He was also in Stand By Me. Um, Yeah. He was in The Goonies. Yeah. Another fantastic movie. Uh, Gremlins he played uh the voice of the young oh what the hell is that hopper i think it, hopper. it is hopper. yeah in in the fox in the hand
1: yeah
0: which kind of uh, surprised
1: me i didn't uh I didn't, I didn't know that
0: yeah i i remember hearing it or seeing it like at some point in my life but yeah yeah it, it's like i forgot about forgot about that it was him uh, he was in Friday the 13th, the final chapter. He voiced Donatello in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, 1 and 3. Yep. And he was in License to Drive with Corey Heim. Yep. And those two, this movie sparked their, like, like the two Corys fad. Yeah. Um. Through, like, the rest of the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. And, like, they were in so much shit together growing up. Yeah, they were, yeah. I think they had their own TV show and everything too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Wicked on, on screen chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. And, uh, that's all I got. Unless you got something else.
1: I got three quick cast members. I just want to, uh, kind of make note of. Yeah. Um, the girl that played star, uh, yes. Jamie Gertz. I last time at IMDb, I was like, man, she looks so familiar. And then like, click on her name and, uh, twister uh, i was like oh my god yes i don't remember her in twister she was uh bill paxton's wife or ex-wife i guess
0: okay i'm yeah. gonna need to rewatch watch that it's been a while yeah.
1: um and then um uh, the other the the one brother that plays uh, that other frog character in this movie yeah is uh he doesn't have a picture but he was the mayor on bone tomahawk
0: Oh shit, really?
1: Yeah, I don't remember what he looked like in Bone Talk, but I thought that was pretty fun that we just did that movie.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And then lastly is Alex Winter. You probably won't recognize his name, but uh, he plays Bill on Bill and Ted's movies. Yes, sir.
0: So yeah, I just wanted to kind of shout those three out. Yeah. And uh, the mother in this one, too, she plays. Uh, she's in Life in Pieces, which is a really good show. Okay, I've, I've heard uh, people suggest that show to me before. Yeah, it's a fucking wicked show. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah,
1: this cast is awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Cool.
0: All right. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, fucking wasted <laughs> 20 minutes on that. Let's
0: actually get into it.
1: All right, so. We're talking about the Lost Boys from 1987. So the movie opens up with at a carnival on uh, a boardwalk. There's this uh, like kind of looks like a biker game, but I think they're credited in the movie as like the Beach Nazis.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, <laughs> so they're on, like the carousel. There's like kids around, and then I was going to call them throughout the movie like the boys or the Lost Boys. Um, Kiefer Sutherland and the group of uh, yeah. vampires, they're on it as well, and they start fighting with the beach Nazis. And then a cop comes and, like, kicks them all out. And so, cuts to after, there's, the cop has an overhead uh, shot of the cop walking in the parking lot to his car, and you just hear this, like, fluttering and stuff. Yeah. And you start hearing kind of, like, uh, woo, and, like, laughing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the cop turns around and he gets, like, scared, runs into his car, and then the the fluttering noise comes down and they rip the door off and then rip him out of the car. Oh. And uh, you get the opening credits.
0: This, like, that scene with the car? Yeah. <laughs> like, his door was locked. And he just keeps trying to, like, pull it open. I'm like, dude, use your keys that are in your (laughs) hand. Like, that's what they're for, to unlock the fucking door. Yeah. (laughs) He just keeps pulling on it. It's like, it's obviously not working.
1: (laughs) So the next morning, we meet Sam, Michael, and Lucy. They're just moving here to Santa Carla, which is the murder capital of the world. And uh, just the opening music of the movie is just awesome. It's that like 80s, 80s music, and it's just so awesome. Yeah.
0: Man, I love the theme song in this one.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Like that song that's playing like all throughout the movie.
1: Yeah. Um, so Lucy got uh, went through a divorce. That's why
0: they're, they're
1: moving here. Yeah. So they're going to live with uh, Lucy's dad, so their grandpa. He doesn't have a name. They just call him Grandpa throughout the whole movie. Yeah. So they get to the house and I think someone, someone makes a Texas Chainsaw Massacre
0: reference. I think like the way the house looks. Yeah. I think it was Michael that did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, they call it the murder capital of the world. And I mean, I kind of understand why it is maybe now
0: because of some
1: vampires that are there.
0: Well, there's some trivia on that too, I oh, guess. Really? Um, Cause Santa Carla is, um, based off of, I think Santa Cruz. Um, okay. I need to find it. Oh yeah. The Santa Cruz chamber of commerce was not keen on reliving the Myrtle murder, murder capital moniker, which had been hung on Santa Cruz during a serial killers rampage in the 1970s. Oh, so damn. like they're basically like making, <coughs> making this town or city like yeah. relive, relive that. Okay time i guess but yeah Hmm.
1: so they get to the house back to the house and they meet grandpa and he goes in he's about to go into this room with like double doors and he tells them that they never go in this room yeah but they he tells them that if the mail comes and there's a tv guy there to bring the tv guy to him and they get, like, super excited. They're like, oh, we got TV in there? And he's like, no, nah, I just like to read
0: the TV guide. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a TV if you read the TV guide.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at nighttime, Michael is kind of out with Sam at uh, kind of, like, his outdoor concert. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why we needed it, but we definitely did. There's just
0: some jack guy with chains, like, playing <laughs> the saxophone. <laughs> His name is uh, Tommy Tommy Cirillo or something like that.
1: Yeah, I looked it up. It's uh, I think Tommy Capello.
0: Capello, yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, I was like, I'd look it up because I was like, this is so random. Like, <laughs> this is Jack guy with oily muscles and chains wrapped around his neck, just jamming on the saxophone. I was like, this is the most amazing thing. Yeah. Um. So he actually did music with uh, Tina Turner on the original Mad Max movie.
0: Oh, nice! Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he's done like saxophone for a few like um, movies and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh,
0: and uh, <laughs> someone on someone the the horror virgin, like one of their fans, they paid for uh, him to do one of those cameo videos for the podcast. That's really? Yeah.
1: That's amazing! <laughs> oh my god. So, Michael's at the concert. And he's just kind of, like, looking around, and then he sees Star, and they kind of, like, lock eyes with each other and kind of give them, like, the the look. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves, and uh, Michael starts to, like, go after her. And then it cuts to Lucy. She's at uh, on the boardwalk, and there's, like, a lost boy outside the store, and she goes in, and this is where we meet Max, um, kind of like Lucy's. Uh, kind of boyfriend-ish that she goes on a couple of dates with. Yeah, and the lost boys show up and they go in the store and they kind of just like go around like the the counter, like in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know like point of it. Like, I guess they're kind of hinting at something later on, maybe, but just kind of like random. Like they just go in and then just leave. They're just like kind of. Like, oh yeah, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say they're kind of like setting the tone that they're like i don't know like bad guys or something like that like
1: yeah and like max tells him like oh i told you i'd never
0: come in here again or something like that yeah
1: so while michael is chasing after star sam uh wanders into a comic book shop (laughs) which i don't know if it's owned by the frog brothers because like in the background there's always these like two pastel hippies just like yeah laying in the background so i don't know if uh they're like the owners of it, but uh, yeah, they're played by Corey Feldman and uh, the other guy. I forget his name, but he was on Bone Tomahawk and also The Blob.
0: Yeah, uh, Jameson and, Newlander.
1: Yeah, and uh, they kind of like start like picking on Sam a bit. They're like, "Oh, what are you doing in here? Like, you don't belong here." And he starts like showing them up, like. Oh, you can't have Superman, you know, number two hundred with Superman eighty-six because this so-and-so character hasn't shown up. <laughs> and he just like, keeps like grabbing like comic books and showing that he knows a lot, a lot about them. And then uh, they show him a vampire comic book, and he says like, "Oh, I'm not like that into horror comics." And they're like, "Oh, just take it. Like, you're gonna you're gonna need it. This is useful." So it's kind of like hinting a bit at uh, yeah. at later on. So star is uh, star gets picked up by David who is played by Kiefer Sutherland and then kind of dri- drives off and Michael's like kind of like pissed a bit <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it cuts to this couple who is uh, kind of like at this like outlook point and she's just reading like, a comic book or some book and he's like trying to like feel up on her and stuff and she's like, oh, did you hear that? And he's like trying to like get with her, but she has nothing to do with it. Yeah. And then the uh, car roof just flies off, gets ripped off. And then they just like scream and get taken away.
0: Yeah. And that's the same couple of, that's the same couple that the lost boys got into the fight with at the carnival.
1: Oh, is it
0: on that ride? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So back at uh, the boardwalk, Michael confronts uh, The lost boys and is getting pissed at them like wants to fight them so Kiefer Sutherland like gives him a bike or or Michael has a bike already and says hey, let's uh, go to Hudson's bluff and Michael's like oh, I can't beat you there and then David just says oh, you just got to keep up and We just get this like epic montage of this like (laughs) epic 80s music and just
0: like motorcycles
1: and oh man it's awesome
0: racing down the beach and yeah it was... yeah
1: yeah so they're racing towards this somewhere and you can clearly tell that as a cliff because you can see the lighthouse like shining light yeah and uh yeah like david's like kind of like um egging him on like oh come on michael come on just keep going beat me or something and then uh, Michael, like, stops and uh, right before the cliff ends, and he gets pissed, and then they kind of, like, don't fight at all. They just, like, go into their hideout, which is, like, in the cliffside.
0: Yeah. And, if I was uh, Michael, like, I'd be fucking trying to kill this guy. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, like, maybe just drive off to kill the cliff. Him. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so it cuts back to Sam. He's just hanging out at home with uh, their dog, Nanook. And the mom comes in and is like, "Oh, all right, time for bed." And he says that he can't sleep without the closet closed. So she closes the closet. And Then uh, old man Grandpa comes in and brings in like a stuffed marmot or something. I don't know what it was. But <laughs> <laughs> well, this is kind of like showing us that he's a hunter, which kind of leads into the ending of the movie a bit. Yeah, kind of answers some questions. Mm-hmm. So back out the hideout. They're like all hanging out, and uh, David's like, "All right, yeah, Michael, you like Chinese food?" And he's like, "I don't know how I feel about it." it gives him like a thing of rice, and David says, "You know how could a billion Chinese people be wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like about to eat it, and then David's like, "Oh, it's it's maggots, Michael, don't eat that." And then he looks down and it's just full of maggots in it, and he drops it, and then it turns into like actual rice again.
0: Yeah. Well, because like, like vam- just... vampires yeah, can like vampires can like uh, manipulate you to like see what you want to see. I think, like, I think that was yeah. the, the whole point of this scene. Um, so
1: then he gives him some noodles, and then he's like, "Oh, it's uh, it's worms." Michael,
0: don't take that. Then it's like
1: worms, and then he does the same thing again. Mm-hmm. And uh, then David's like, "All right, give him the wine," and then even Stars says, "Like, all right, it's time for him to have the wine or whatever." So they give him this bottle of wine, and he just starts drinking it. And then this just starts chanting, like, Michael, Michael, and, like, be one of us and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they're going out at nighttime. They go out to the bridge. It's uh, Star's not with them. It's just uh, the four, yeah, four other vampires and Michael. So they're on this, like, train bridge, kind of, like, similar to the one by Stand By Me. Yeah, and uh, they all like jump down onto underneath the uh, the bridge and start hanging off. And like, come on, Michael, let's go. And there's like a train coming, and uh, then he goes down and hangs with them. And then they just start dropping down into like the, the fog. And Michael's like freaking out. The train over top is going over the, uh, above them, and all of them. Um, drop and then they, he starts hearing them say like "All right, woo!" and like just cheering and stuff like that. And they're like, "Come yeah. on, Michael." Um. So then, does he drop down too? <laughs> I yeah, was he does. You were yeah. gonna
0: ask me because I was writing yeah. notes whenever this, like this end, like the end of this scene happened. I couldn't. Yeah, no. He, yeah, he does.
1: He does yeah. drop down, and then it shows him, goes shows him going to the fog, and then he wakes up the next morning. The right. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Lucy wants him to babysit Sam. He's she's going on a date with Max from the store before. Uh, later that night, the boys show up like on the motorcycles, kind of like uh, I don't know, like teasing them. Like I don't know, they're kind of like yelling and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know if like if Michael got hurt, like if they did something to him. I didn't really couldn't really tell,
0: but I don't think they did. Um, like in this scene. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't actually do anything. They're just like kind of driving around the house. Oh, okay, because and-
1: I thought he like fell down or something
0: in the house.
1: Like I know, that's like, no.
0: after he does, because uh,
1: Sam's taking a bath with Nanook, and then Michael goes in, and Nook starts uh, like growling stuff and attacks Michael. Yeah, and uh, bites his hand and like fucks him up. but he didn't. Uh, he didn't attack Nanook at all. So Sam's out there with him, and Sam's like, "Oh, look at your look at the mirror." And they look in the mirror and Michael's reflection is kind of like fading a bit. Mm-hmm. And then Sam's like, oh my God, like you're a vampire. Like My brother's a vampire.
0: I laugh so hard at this scene. Yeah. Because Sam's uh, like losing his mind.
1: Yeah. And uh, he calls the Frog Brothers and pretty much tells him like what's going on. Yeah. And then I think I kind of like looked away at this scene. But at one point, Michael ends up outside and he's like hanging on and flying. Um, and like trying not to, but he, he can't like help it because he's like so like turned into a vampire. Yeah. And uh, Sam's on the phone with Lucy. He's like, he's like screaming, yelling, and Lucy's on the date with Max. And she's like, oh my god, like what's happening? Are you okay? And he's like, oh, it's Michael. Come, come home. So then Michael uh, convinces Sam to help him. So Sam helps Michael in. Lucy leaves the date with Max. And, uh, yeah, they come home and Sam just kind of makes up a lie about, uh, that, like, nothing really happened. Mm -hmm. So, Michael goes back to, I think, the hideout, but none of the guys are there, I don't think. And she, he's kind of, like, asking Star, like, all right, like, what's going on? But she's like, I can't tell you what's happening. And then they just have this, like, sex montage. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Kind of came out of nowhere, to be honest. Yeah. It's like
0: you like tell us like, movies from the eighties. There's like montage after montage.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, the next day, Lucy is uh, trying to talk to Michael um, about like what's going on, but he can't tell her what's happening. And then uh, Thorn, which is Max's dog,
0: tries to attack
1: um, Lucy and Michael. I think.
0: No, it's Lucy and Sam.
1: Oh, was it? Okay, okay.
0: That's what, like, I didn't understand why Thorne went after her, because yeah, he's not a vampire. because he was
1: going pretty nuts, too.
0: Oh, yeah. He went, like, full-on Cujo.
1: Yeah. So, Sam is uh meeting up with the Frog Brothers again, and they come to the conclusion that uh Lucy is probably dating the head vampire, which they think is Max, maybe. Yeah. And that uh, you need to kill the head vampire to... uh to kill all the vampires. So... Max shows up for his date at Lucy's house, and... he comes to the door, and uh, this is where I kind of like knew that he was definitely the vampire, because... he... Michael answers the door, and Max says to him, uh... you're the, uh, the gentleman of the house, or the man of the house, so why don't you invite me in, or something like that. So then... Michael says, all right, come in. So I kind of like, remember that from the vampire movie? Yeah. That you had to get invited in. hmm And, uh, <laughs> this whole scene was so funny. Oh my God. They're like having dinner. The frog brothers show up for dinner too. And then they <laughs> try to give him garlic. He's like, oh my God, why is there so much garlic in my food? And are like, <laughs> he's like, I love it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, he likes garlic. <laughs> and then I was like, splash water in his lap and he's like oh and they're like how's that feel (laughs) he's like what's going on (laughs) and they like shove a mirror in his face and he's like all right enough! what's happening (laughs) and they're like oh he he's not a vampire he's not a vampire so Uh, yeah so michael's back at the hideout with uh david and the boys and he's asking where star is but david says that he has to come with them um because it's finally time for him to become one of them and so they go to the beach and they're in a tree and they're like looking at the uh the beach nazis they're kind of like partying stuff like that and david says to michael like all right it's time and then michael like looks away then it goes back to david and he's turned into like a full-blown vampire And i thought they looked really cool actually in this movie yeah
0: yeah they did um
1: so then they just start attacking the uh, the beach Nazis. And it kind of caught me off guard with, like, how gory this one scene was, um, like, compared to the rest of the movie, because the rest of the movie kind of
0: feels like
1: like a family horror kind of thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like like a teen horror, for sure. But, yeah, yeah. This, this scene was fucking crazy. <laughs> it forgot. was. Like, I, I didn't expect it. it.
1: Yeah, because, like, they're, like... I think one vampire like scalps another, like a yeah. guy and he like rips his head off. I was like, damn, man. Yeah. But apparently I did read uh, in trivia, I think that to, they wanted to get a lower rating for this movie. So they had to cut out a scene. I think Kiefer Sutherland had an interview with someone or something like that.
0: Okay. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause this is definitely a movie that was like, directed towards teens so you wouldn't yeah and to like have i kind like, of talk about that
1: in, the, in my review too yeah
0: but like you wouldn't um, want it to have like a rated r rating no, or for the theaters. no
1: yeah so back at the hideout
0: um
1: they're telling uh michael like you're you're one of us now you'll never grow old. you'll never die but you must feed yeah. and then star tells him that she's a vampire too and that on the first night they met that she was supposed to kill him and he was supposed to be her first uh, initiation kill. Yeah. So... They show... The Frog Boys show up at Sam's house and uh, they're fucking geared up. They're just ready to go (laughs) kill some vampires, (laughs) man. Oh, man. So... It's, it's daytime, so they're going to the hideout with uh, everybody to get Star and Lottie. And they don't really touch on Lottie too much, like, at all. It's kind of a confusing part to me. I'll talk about that in my review. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all going to their hideout to get Star and Lottie. And the Frog Boys, just, they just want to kill some vampires, man. <laughs> <laughs> so they get in there. They... Uh, rescue star and laddie and then they find this like dark cave and the four vampires are like hanging upside down sleeping and the frog brothers they climb up to where they are and then they're like all right let's stake the young one first so they stake the young one and then just like blood and just this liquid starts like spewing everywhere they're like screaming and then The vampires wake up and David's like, I'll fucking kill you for this. (laughs) So they all try to escape and, uh, David is grabs onto, I think Sam's leg and they're like, pull him out, pull him out into the daylight. And David's hand just touches the sun and gets burnt. Yeah. And then David says, uh, we're going to kill you guys. And some stupid like that. So they're back up on top of the mountain and, uh, they're about to like leave away, drive away, <laughs> and then the Frog Brothers are like, "Oh, we don't drive, we don't ride with vampires." Yeah. And then uh, I think one of them is like, "Well, I guess we are now."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they peel out so, of there, and like the it's a convertible, and like the the roof of the car is yeah. like not all the way down or all the way like <laughs> I down. know I was
1: laughing so hard I was <laughs> like that definitely wasn't supposed to happen. They was too lazy <laughs> to go back and cut it. <laughs> yeah. So they're back at Grandpa's, they are telling Lucy about the vampires, and they're kind of like telling a lie to her to get her out of the house, I forget what it was, but uh, then it has another kind of like montage of the Frog Brothers like setting up shop, like going to get supplies, they go into a church and just like dunk these water guns into, uh, into holy water. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Yeah. <No fight. laughs> So, they're back at Sam's, they're like setting up a house with like traps and stuff like that. <laughs> they have like this ginormous bag of garlic, like <laughs> abnormally big, like that thing would cost a fortune, like why do you eat that much
0: garlic? Yeah. Uh,
1: so, it's nighttime now and Sam realizes that they left Nanook outside. So, Sam goes running out and the vampires are coming. And Michael, like, runs out to help them, and they get in the nook, they run back in. And the vampires come in through, well, one of them comes in through the fireplace, and they're kind of, like, fucking with them at first, like, not really, like, killing them. Mm -hmm. So the first vampire death scene, one of them is in a bathroom with uh, the Frog Brothers, and he sees a bathtub full of garlic, and he kind of laughs, he's like, ha, garlic, that won't work. And then, I think like, <laughs> Feldman just like grabs some water and like, splashes it in his face. He's like, ah, take that! How
0: about holy <laughs> water?
1: <laughs> yeah. And his face starts to burn. And then he starts to fight with uh, the two frog brothers. And then Nanook comes out of nowhere and just uh, pushes him into the bathtub full of holy water. Yeah. And he starts like burning up and stuff like that. It gets like, bloody. And then for some reason like all of the faucets and drains in the whole house start like spewing out blood and water. I <laughs> thought it was
0: Yeah, that's true, right? Super
1: weird, but anyway. So then the second vampire, he's uh, downstairs and Sam has like a crossbow and he fires a crossbow at him and he think that it kills him, but then the vampire like gets up, and he's like, Ha, you missed. And then Sam's like I never miss, or some stupid, cheesy line. <laughs> and, uh, uh... Hits him, like, in the heart with uh, an arrow, and it goes, like, into the stereo and has to be, like, super dramatic, of course. Yeah. So that vampire's dead, too. And then upstairs, Sam is... Or Michael's with uh, Star and Lottie. And Lottie turns into a vampire. And... Uh, yeah i kind of like runs away but nothing really happens with uh with him
0: That part was crazy then, like whenever the kid turns
1: yeah yeah it looked really good actually yeah so then david shows up and kind of like has a fight with michael michael's like a full-blown vampire now pretty much and they're kind of like going back and forth like flying and stuff like that they're um <clears throat> Michael tries like throw him into like the horns that are set up on the wall but then David like stops he's like ha ah, my turn and just kind of like throws him in further and then da- or Michael stops himself and in the end just David gets uh, impaled by all the horns in like grandpa's like secret room kind of thing yeah because he's like a hunter so he has all these fucking horns everywhere
0: and like this is one part I didn't really get like cuz what I've learned over the years of like watching vampire movies, like the older that they get, the more strong they get. Yeah. So you would think like someone like Michael, who is like brand new. Yeah. You'd, like you would think David would be able to kick the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah. Right, I, I, I spend... talked
1: about that in my review too.
0: Okay. About the you, ending. You got it all covered. Apparently. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so David's dead. Lucy shows up with Max and uh, she's like all like confused, like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? Like, oh my God. And then Max like comes up and she's like, oh, sorry, Lucy. I didn't uh, like, didn't want this to happen or something like that. Like, I only dated you to turn, uh, turn Michael and Sam into vampires to get to you or something like along those lines. Yeah. So Michael starts like fighting with Max and he kind of gets like thrown upstairs and kind of like hurt a bit. And then he's like about to kill him but then Grandpa comes in through the the house with his big truck and there's like some um, uh, like stakes or like giant like posts that are on his truck and then they like fly off and impale uh Max. And uh yeah, so Max is dead. He was the head vampire. Yeah. And yeah. So then like I don't know if it's like the next morning or like now, but um Grandpa's just like says something like uh I'm sick of this, this town being like filled with
0: vampires or something stupid like that. I have the actual quote if you want it. Oh do you? Okay. <laughs> uh, one thing about living in Santa Carla I never could stomach all the damn vampires.
1: Yeah, I thought like <laughs> he knew about it the whole time, like Yeah. I I don't know. Just I feel like it's just such like a cheesy like eighties, nineties line to like say <laughs> the of a movie like Ah shucks grandpa or something <laughs> <stupid> like
0: that. <laughs> yeah. They little like, crazy grandpa, <laughs> and the screen like zooms in and just fades out. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, and uh, that's the way the blood splatters.
0: Yeah. Um, the way that grandpa kills Max too, like that's pretty fucking risky. Like one of those fence posts could have like hit anybody. Yeah, exactly. He just like slams through the house.
1: Yeah. What's
0: uh Yep. All right. I'm a little worried about your reviews.
1: Why? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So speaking of reviews, let's hop into them. <clears throat> I gave my story a 6 out of 10. Okay. I said the story and idea are nothing special really. It's basically like a regular teen movie from the 80s and early 90s with like a little bit of a horror spin on it. Yeah. Uh, the script was mediocre and very cheesy, but it added to the movie's charm I found. Like, yeah. Like you said, like it's like something that you could tell is out of the eighties. Like right, some yeah. of the lines, the one liners that they say.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I said the twist could be seen from a mile away. Like with Max being the head vampire, like they'd already said it throughout the movie. And like, yeah, if you're paying attention, you can kind of pick the pieces apart and put them together. Yeah. Uh, some Um, of the kills. What? Sorry.
1: Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. But one scene I forgot to mention too. um, Max is like at home alone, and then he's outside and hears like he sees like motorcycle lights and stuff, and like the Lost Boys like um, like screaming and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you see like a little like uh, vampire kite like fly into his like house, and he like picks it up and like kind of like looks at it like Mm -hmm. he knows something. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going.
0: All right. Uh I found some of the kills were pretty cool, like the arrow through mm-hmm. the chest and into the stereo. Like yeah, I don't know. Was, the way it happened, like the um like the end result was kind of silly, but I think yeah. it was like kind of a cool and innovative way to kill one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and then that scene whenever they go and like kill all those fucking beach nazis, like that was nuts. Oh man. So out of nowhere. I did not remember that part at all. <laughs> no, me either. Uh, but yeah, all that being said, like I fucking love this movie regardless of the critical things that I've been saying about it during the story. Like it's yeah. just a good, fun eighties horror comedy and it's easy to sit and watch. Yeah. Like, I got a lot of fun watching it.
1: Um, before we move on your quality, you had mentioned to me before that you were torn on the story. Um, score you were going to give yeah was that six a high or a low
0: for you i think that's kind of why i gave it a six because like i wanted to give it a high score but like yeah well i guess it's low i don't know like like i didn't want to give it too low of a score but at the same time like because i love this movie but like the stupid critical mind that you have to put into this for sure, yeah. Like I know it doesn't deserve like a nine out of ten for the story and plot and whatnot. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. I felt bad giving it a lower score. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, with that being said, I gave my quality a nine out of ten. Nice. So nice. I made okay. made up for it. <laughs> uh I said like so much of this movie is just pure gold. Like the costume design. Mm-hmm. Like I said to you, I was like, I fucking grew up in the wrong era because I love everything about the look of their clothes, their hairstyles, yeah. everything. Yeah. Like Kiefer Sutherland's hair is so fucking cool in this movie. Yeah.
1: Like speaking of that point, I think why um Batman
0: Returns is my favorite Batman is because of that reason. Yeah, true. Just because of the look of all the characters in it. Mhm. And that yeah, that's my favorite one too up until The Dark Knight came out, but yeah. Well,
1: yeah.
0: Uh the special effects were pretty good, like like whenever they turn into vampires, they look really cool. Yeah. Uh, the few death scenes like were really well done. Like especially yeah. again, the beach Nazi scene. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack was fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, the casting choices, like everybody in this movie was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Pretty much like the men, women, everybody, the dogs, yeah. like, <laughs> like everybody looked <laughs> great. Yeah uh i didn't grow up in the 80s but like i was born in 89 so like a lot of this the clothing and hairstyles and stuff like kind of overlap decades so i can remember seeing a lot of it in my childhood years and there's like obviously a nostalgia factor to all that as well
1: yeah
0: um i've mentioned before like that theme song i loved it uh i went and looked it up and listened to it a whole bunch after i watched this movie because like (laughs) i love that chorus it's so good yeah uh but yeah like i could watch this movie over and over and over again and not get bored with it just yeah super super fun movie to sit and watch yeah i think i agree with you all right
1: okay well it might hate me for this one score but i don't know uh for my story i gave it a four out of ten okay um just the story's like kind of like meh like like the brother gets turned to a vampire and they're trying to like turn him out of a, vamp, out of a vampire pretty much but uh, i like how they use like the comic books to defeat uh, the vampires yeah i thought was a good way to tie that in um uh just like a lot of plot holes i found in the movie mm-hmm. like like it didn't touch on at all who the hell this lottie person was like is that stars daughter like how did they get turned into a
0: vampire unless i just missed it i think it's a well he's a boy I oh sorry do. boy yeah yeah <laughs> um but i i took away that it's her brother like her little brother but uh, i don't know okay. if it actually if he actually is that not. makes
1: sense yeah because um, they're always then, like, together yeah um and then like they just drink this like wine blood to like turn into a vampire i guess i don't know like it's, i guess
0: I think it's David's blood, though, because at one point David whispers in Michael's ear and he said, my blood's coursing through your veins or something like that.
1: Uh, okay, okay. But anyway, ours, the story just, like, didn't do it for me. Like you
0: said, you got to look at it like a
1: critic's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, 4 out of 10. And for quality, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Um, apart from the story, this is just, like, a really fun movie just to sit back and enjoy. Um, I liked all the main characters um the side vampires didn't really have any like personality to them like they kind of just like laughed in the background or they had like a couple like good lines in the end and stuff like that but um pretty much david was the only memorable vampire
0: for the most part yeah they're basically just like fillers like just to make it so it's actually a gang yeah exactly
1: yeah which i can't fault it for that but Mm -hmm. i just wish like they would have like a little bit more character with them yeah but uh anyway Yeah, the music, amazing, especially that fucking saxophone scene. Like, (laughs) oh, man. (laughs) Um, The special effects were really good. Um, I love the cheesy scripts. Uh, The Frog Brothers, Mm -hmm. absolutely love them, especially Corey Feldman in this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just a really fun movie. So, yeah, 4 out of 10 for story and quality, 7 out of 10. All
0: right, not too bad. See, that's why I said I was a little worried about your scores.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I had a
0: feeling that your story was going to be pretty low. Yeah. <clears throat> um. One thing I did like too that I forgot to mention, like this is basically based off of the Peter Pan story. Like, like oh, with okay,
1: Dave, I like, didn't even think of that to be honest.
0: Yeah, like there's a trivia thing too. Um, Whereas, like the original script had all of the vampires being like fifth and sixth graders. So like young kids yeah. and yeah. the character of star was supposed to be a boy originally. And the frog brothers were supposed to be like chubby, um, cub scout kind of guys. And, oh, okay. uh, Schumacher said that he wasn't going to sign on for it unless they changed it into them being like teenagers and yeah. like, making it more memorable and sexier. He said, basically. Oh, okay. Okay. But like, yeah, like the Lost Boys, that's what they're called in Peter Pan. And like David's yeah. character was originally supposed to be named Peter. Uh, and like just stuff like that. Like they basically took a, okay. the whole story from Peter Pan and, and turned them into vampires, basically.
1: Um, have you seen the sequels to this movie?
0: I have not.
1: Okay. I actually I, saw I was at Walmart today and I saw they had uh, the triple pack for like 15 bucks or something like that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen the sequels either, but
0: yeah. I know that
1: the Frog Brothers are in all, I think all the two of them, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so too, yeah. yeah. Did you buy the triple pack?
1: No, no, I oh. they actually had uh, the Saw collection pack, um, the first seven movies for like, I think it was 20 bucks. Oh, shit. So I bought that on
0: Blu-ray. Nice. So, yeah. So you can watch them all again.
1: They had... At Walmart, I don't know if it's just the one in Ottawa, but they had a shit ton of DVDs and Blu-rays that have Shutter movies. Really? Yeah, they had like that uh, the Shutter original show, um, the Australian one. There, I said I didn't want to start Wolf Creek. Not Wolf, not Wolf Creek, was a different one. Oh, the uh, one i was thinking of. I think I know. What anyway, you really mean, yeah, yeah, but they had a bunch of Shutter movies. Like I was like super surprised. I was like, really? wow, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Did they have Haunt? Did you notice?
1: They didn't, no.
0: Because I, I don't think that one's on DVD yet. And once no. it gets on there, I really want it. But yeah, uh, we are definitely
1: going to be talking about that movie later. Oh, it's fucking wicked. Yeah.
0: All right. Anyway. Okay. Back on track. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, you know our scores. So let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they scored it. So the critics consensus flawed, but eminently watchable Joel Schumacher's team vampire thriller blends horror humor and plenty of visual style with stand-up performances from a cast full of young 1980s stars. So again, cool. Cool. we nailed it. <laughs> like always. <laughs> Fucking uh, Reincarnation of Roger Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> We're cooler than him. He's a dick he is but yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh what do you think the critics scored it uh,
1: i'm gonna say a 76 percent.
0: fuck right off you hit it right on really yeah <laughs> nice that's hilarious you sure you didn't peak
1: i, I definitely did not peak <laughs> i wouldn't do that to you and the listeners all
0: right, well, you're getting better at this. So, yeah, the critics scored it 76% on 66 ratings, and it is certified fresh, which I was happy to see. And the audience scored it 85% on 274,000 ratings. Nice. Which I can see. This is definitely like a cult classic. Like, the horror community loves it. I feel like people outside of the horror community love it too. So I wasn't surprised to see a high score. Yeah. All right. You ready for that scare section? Yes, sir. Okay. What did you give it for a scare rating? So on my scare rating, I
1: gave a 2 out of 10. All right. Um, not that scary, not much gore at all, apart from that one scene, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but this movie just like, I think it's more aimed towards young teens or people just getting into horror, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I said. 2 out of 10.
0: All right, cool. Uh, I gave it a 2 out of 10 also. And I said, like, it's not scary at all, but there's an obvious horror element to it. And I also agreed with what you said. The only scary part would it be, like, whenever they were tearing all those people apart. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm guessing I know what your scariest scene is, but...
1: Yeah. mean right. It's got to be the scene when they killed the beach Nazis. Um, For sure. It was it's just so out of nowhere, like... <laughs> You're watching this, like, upbeat, you know, 80s movie. Fucking jacked, oily guy looking sexy, playing a <laughs> saxophone. And just out of nowhere, guys getting scalped and fucking thrown in a fire. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was wild. Uh, yeah, so that was my scary scene also. It's, like, literally the only horror scene in the movie. So Yeah, it really is. Um, sidebar, I'm looking at... The sequels on Rotten Tomatoes right now? Yeah. They both have a 0% rating. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh my god. That is crazy. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. But anyways. We keep getting off track here. Uh, Would you survive?
1: I put I would. Because it seems that the vampires can be killed pretty easily and i also just remembered by saying that that i forgot to mention in my review that the ending of the movie i didn't really like because the two like head vampires got killed so easily mm-hmm. like I, don't know, I felt like it wasn't that uh i don't know not, not dramatic but
0: i don't know yeah like it, the, fell, it, it fell flat for me it would have been cool if there was like an epic battle scene at the end kind of thing yeah i mean
1: like there was kind of between david and michael but not really
0: but it was super lame like they're just like flying around in the air pushing each other yeah around. then they guess killed killed super easily but yeah anyway uh yeah so what'd you say i said hell yes because i'd be joining them
1: oh okay
0: i would love to be part of that gang nice all right like i, I i've been saying like the fucking this the clothing styles the hairstyles Like, they just look so badass, and, like, Mm -hmm. they drive motorcycles, so they're cool. Uh, But, yeah, I'd definitely be joining them, I think. Like, I would have drank that blood without any question. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that leads us to our top five list. Yes, sir. Brooke, you came up with this fucking really cool idea and I'm excited to talk about it. But first, why don't why don't you tell everybody what it is?
1: So, um at first we were gonna do top five Joel Schumacher movies,
0: but I figured
1: I've only seen like maybe well probably like eight or nine of them, but two of them I don't wouldn't want to put on my list. So Yeah. Since this has Corey Feldman in it. I thought it'd be fun to do our top five favorite child actors. And then with each actor, we get to pick our favorite movie of theirs while they're, um, you know, teenagers or children like younger.
0: Yeah. Like none of the movies that like, let's just say Corey Feldman has done in his later years.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So uh, this
1: was, so fucking hard. Oh my god.
0: It was very hard.
1: Like <laughs> I kept, kept looking up and finding more and more people. I'm like, fuck, I forgot about them.
0: Sarah, right. like I wrote yeah. my list out at work the other day. So yeah. like I had it, I have it handwritten. Yeah. And uh I had it on the kitchen table today, and Sarah thought yeah. she was funny. She's <laughs> hilarious. Uh she wrote <laughs> Hillary Duff, the Lizzie McGuire movie at the bottom of it. <laughs> I picked up my list and I'm looking at it, like, what the hell? Like, That's I know great. I didn't put Hillary Duff down here. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. My top like three were like a given, and then yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, my honorable mentions, I have four. Okay. Honorable mentions. Uh, so the first one is Abigail Breslin nice. from uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, Pretty sure, she got nominated for this uh, this role, and she was like fucking like six years old or eight years old something. Yeah,
0: she was but, really young.
1: Uh, just a fucking great movie, and just the the cast too is amazing. Yeah. Um, this was one I kind of forgot about till I looked it up. Uh, Natalie Portman. Um, uh, Leon the Professional, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Which
1: I just watched the first time like two years ago, and man, the movie's fucking awesome.
0: Such a good movie.
1: Uh, Christina Ricci uh, had the biggest crush on her as a kid, as a teenager. <laughs> um, uh, Casper used to watch that movie all the time.
0: Yeah, great movie.
1: And last one, I did have this kid on my list, but I thought was, I forgot about someone else, so I had to take him off. And he is also Canadian, um, Jacob Trombley.
0: Oh, good call. Yeah. Wow, I never even thought of him. Um,
1: I think this kid is going
0: to be a great actor
1: if he keeps fucking acting. Oh, man, Um, for sure. The movie I picked was Room. Yeah. Because he was fucking great in it. And then I was looking at IMDb, and have you seen the movie Before I Wake?
0: Yeah, man. It is so good.
1: I think... Feel like I've seen it, but I, like I definitely reading the synopsis. I definitely remember, like, either watching it. I don't know.
0: I think I've but talked about it on here before.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch it because, yeah, I just like I was like, oh fuck, I remember that. Anyway, so yeah, um, nice. and he was also in Good Boys, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> too. Yeah. So yeah, those are my honorable mentions
0: cool i like it all right my honorable mentions i have three <clears throat> all right. so starting off i have drew barrymore from et yeah and she also did the movie Firestarter, which was yep. really good too and i think i don't think she was in much after that for like a few years yeah but like um
1: this- can i tell you something yes <laughs> uh E. T. scares the fuck out of me and I haven't watched it since I first watched it like twenty-five years ago.
0: Oh, that's incredible. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) It was that fucking scene is like etched in my brain when E.T. is like in the fucking like plastic shit and they're like doing shit. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That shit's fucked me up. Yeah. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, next is Fred Savage, nice. And the movie I picked was The Princess Bride for that one, or for him, nice, I say. nice. And lastly, is Haley Joel Osment, and the movie I wow. picked, okay, the movie I picked was not The Sixth Sense, okay, it was Pay It Forward.
1: It forward. I don't think I've seen it. I think you told me about it last
0: yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, it's a fuck. it's such a good movie. It's so sad yeah. and like so well done. And, uh, nice. despite the fact that Kevin Spacey's in it, but I mean, yeah. everybody was really good in that movie. <clears throat> yeah. Huh. Well, I'm kind of shocked by that pick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like him and my fifth person, like, I could probably swap them out, but. Uh, okay. Fair enough.
1: too late now we're moving on
0: yes okay let's go
1: all right so my number five is chloe grace moretz
0: nice and
1: it's probably not for the movie you're thinking of it is for kick ass
0: that is the one i was thinking of
1: okay i thought you would have thought uh
0: the uh the vampire one no but she was so good in kick ass
1: oh my god man like And I had to look it up too because I had to see like how old she was, and she was only like thirteen years old when she was in it. Yeah. And like, I mean, she did such a good job on it, like just like fucking swearing and being (laughs) just badass and kicking ass, and like I love that scene with uh, her and Nick Cage like up on the roof, and he just like points a gun at her. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, it's okay, baby," and just fucking (laughs) shoots her. Yeah, so I had to put on her on it just because she fucking kicks ass in that movie.
0: Nice, I dig it. Yeah. All right. So my number five, and this is the guy who I just said I could probably swap for Haley Joel Osment, but uh, it's yep. Corey Corey Heim. Okay. And my movie is obviously The Lost Boys. Uh, okay. Now, some mm-hmm. of my some of the guys on my top five they kind of cross paths in their movies right so i didn't want to double up on my movies okay so okay. i picked i picked different movies for each one if they've been together in movies before all right but anyways right. so yeah Corey heim i picked the lost boys
1: nice nice
0: cool
1: all right so my number four is Haley joel osmond okay and I wanted to pick AI, but I just haven't watched that movie in, like, 15 years. So I just, I don't remember it. So I had to put, put the sixth sense. Okay. And, uh, like I was telling you, I last night, I just found something out about someone that, like, totally shocked the fuck out of me. Yes. Um, so you may have already found this out because you looked at him before. But did you know that Haley Joel Osment... Does the voice of Sora on Kingdom Hearts?
0: No, I did not, actually.
1: Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, and like all the games, too. Really? I don't know about the latest one, but I was looking through his INDB and I saw Kingdom
0: Hearts, and I was like,
1: Kingdom Hearts, what the fuck? And then I saw Sora, and I was like, no fucking way, that's crazy.
0: That's nuts. No, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: I thought that was cool. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Haley Joel Osment, at my number
0: four. Sweet. Uh, my number four is Corey Feldman. Ooh, okay. And I picked The Goonies for him. Nice. nice. I, ha- I had another one, and then I remembered one of my other actors, and I was like, yeah, yeah no, I'm going to switch that. But, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, so I picked The Goonies. The Goonies is one of my all-time favorite movies, man. Like, it's so, yeah. so good. It's such a classic, fun, nostalgic movie to watch. Oh, yeah, um, man. So good. Yeah. So, wow,
1: I'm surprised that he wasn't high on your list. I'm uh, interested to hear who else he got. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my number three is Corey Feldman. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, I wanted to pick Goonies as well, but I didn't. I picked the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice. All right. Only reason is because he plays the voice of my favorite Ninja Turtle,
0: Donatello. Sweet. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right. right. Donatello is a fucking, like, I used to hate him when I was a kid because, like, he wasn't, like, fun or anything like that. He was just, like, a nerdy Ninja Turtle. Yeah. But now, like, as I'm older, I'm like, he's actually pretty badass.
1: Yeah. He's fucking got, like, a fucking staff or whatever the fuck it is. And
0: yeah. He's fucking smart and
1: kick-ass.
0: Yeah. Mikey's always going to be my favorite, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three is River Phoenix. Nice. And he is, well, the movie that I picked for him is Stand By Me. Yep. Yeah. And he is, unfortunately, has passed away as well, way back in, like, 1993, I think. Like, yeah, a long time yeah. ago, from a drug overdose. Yeah. Outside of Johnny Depp's nightclub, ironically enough.
1: Oh, wow, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's the... I can't remember if he's a younger brother or older brother of Joaquin Phoenix. I can't remember which one was older.
1: How old, how old was fucking Johnny Depp in 93?
0: Uh... Let's check.
1: His, he had his own nightclub.
0: It seemed weird. Well, he's been an actor for a long time. I guess. He was born in 63, so he would have been 30.
1: Jesus Christ. He's fucking old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. Wow. <laughs> so right. by then, like like in ninety three, he had been in Edward Scissorhands, yeah. 21 Jump Street, Crybaby, like Platoon. Like he was he was famous. And obviously yeah. Nightmare in Elm Street. Yeah. But yeah. So he huh. was making bank by then. I guess so. Fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number two uh, might be a sleeper pick. Okay. Um, I'm going to try not to butcher his name, but it is K. Hugh Kwan.
0: I don't know who that is
1: you will know him from as short round jones in the temple of doom
0: nice okay yeah i was kind of thinking uh, maybe that's who it was
1: and he also played data on
0: jones as well yeah yeah
1: but uh dude short round is like one of my all-time favorite like sidekicks (laughs) oh my god he's so great hey dr jones (laughs) so good oh my god and he's like he's through that whole temple with him the whole movie and yeah oh man he's so good in it um he's still like kind of acting here and there but uh pretty much goonies and that is like is like big big roles yeah and uh yeah he's i fucking love him he's awesome
0: yeah he was great nice all right my number two might surprise you a little bit Okay. So my number two is Macaulay Culkin.
1: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay.
0: He is obviously from home alone and that's the movie that I picked. Okay. Uh, But my girl is definitely way up there too. Yeah. It's kind of a toss up between the two of those movies because my girl is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Well,
1: um, I want to hear number one, but I'll just, my number one is Macaulay Culkin.
0: All right. And
1: I figured you'd probably pick Home Alone. And I think I might prefer the sequel to Home Alone more. Really? First
0: one. Okay.
1: It's a toss-up, to be honest. It is.
0: Like, that's fair. Um,
1: but I had to pick the movie My Girl because, fuck, that Ooh. movie is so good and, like, still makes you tear up, like, to this day, like, so good, definitely, um, yeah, Macaulay Culkin, my number one, and, like, he's been in so much, and, like, just as a person, like, he went through all the shit, like, rehab, like, like, look how bad he looked, like, those, what, those years when he was struggling, and now he's, like, back healthy, like, he has his own podcast, and he's, like, out doing stuff, and, He's just an awesome, awesome
0: guy. I didn't know he had his own podcast. Yeah, it's
1: called uh, Bunny Ears or, yeah, I think it's like Bunny Ears or something like
0: that. Okay.
1: I think it's hired for about a year now. Nice. And,
0: yeah. So my number one is Macaulay Culkin. Cool. I had a feeling that would be who it was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. You ready? Yes, sir. My number one is a relatively new actor. So I don't... He doesn't have that nostalgic factor that all these other ones have had. Okay. But my number one is Finn Wolfhard. Okay. From I
1: You know, I was thinking of that. But, like, I don't know. Man. I haven't seen his, like, his new movie that came out this year. Um, It got terrible reviews they got totally shit on so like i kind of like turned me off from him because like i don't i don't think it was his fault i think it's just like the writing and stuff like that yeah, yeah but i can see that yeah
0: i don't know man like stranger things just like absolutely blew my mind from the first season until like where it's at now and he's, he's obviously a huge huge part of that movie or show like well he's the yeah. main character basically yeah um so that was a big part of it. Um, he like, um, sorry, he's in it like, which is fucking incredible. That's like my favorite remake of all time. Pretty much. Um, yeah. And he is so good in that movie. Like he's hilarious, man. I love every time yeah, that he's he on the screen. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's my number one. Cause like, he's so fresh in my mind too. True. Like, like, I've watched all of his stuff, like, fairly recently. Yeah, um, yeah. Plus, he's also in two music videos of one of my favorite bands, Pup. Um, so, he's, like, kind of good buddies with them, even though he's only, like, 17 and they're quite a bit older. But, like, he, yeah. he does a lot of stuff with them, and it's pretty cool. Okay. I like, I like seeing that. Cool. But, yeah. So, that's my number one. Sweet
1: um all right well came out of left field with that one not gonna lie
0: (laughs) good i wanted to take you by surprise yeah (laughs) sweet all right man all right what's your movie
1: all right so my movie is a movie that got um fairly good reviews i was like looking up is like one of the like the most recommended movies from the 2000s okay and It's a slasher film called Triangle.
0: Never heard of it.
1: All right. Well, (laughs) it was on like the top 20 movies of the 2000s. Really? And it's on Amazon Prime as we're recording right now on June 29th, 2020. Well, it better be on there whenever I go
0: to watch (laughs) it. I know,
1: me too. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about.
0: All right, cool. Yeah, man, I've never heard of this.
1: All right. Well, I hadn't either until I looked it up. <laughs>
0: cool. All right. It will twist you and terrify you over and over. Damn. That's cool. All right. What was the one that uh, you were kind of like having a little bit of a toss-up with?
1: Yeah, so there was one, it was on that list as well. Um, it's a movie called Eden Lake.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Like I've seen it on uh yeah. wherever it's on, like one of the streaming yeah, services. But it. uh
1: yeah, pretty much said like it has Michael Fassbender in it, okay. and it's pretty much like him and his wife go to like their cottage lake and these like uh group of kids show up and start like terrorizing them. So it's kinda like like I told you, kinda sounded like funny games, but from the description it sounded like it was like a lot more violent and like graphic than uh than funny games so but yeah might just have to check it out on my own yeah not a podcast episode
0: but it's always been one i've wanted to watch
1: yeah
0: all right sounds good i'm excited to watch a new movie (laughs) all (laughs) right and uh later on this week we're going to be uh sitting down with our good buddy josh uh you may recognize him from uh our St. Francisville experiment episode, uh, because he made us watch that heaping pile of dog shit. Um, And this week he wants us to watch drag me to hell, which from our memories is also a heaping pile of dog shit, but uh, it seems to be pretty popular in the horror community. And he wants us to watch it and he pays us money every month. So we're going (laughs) to (laughs) oblige and we're going to have him come over and be a guest guest on the episode for it yes sir and i'm excited me too all right so that's the end of the episode and like always you guys can catch us on instagram at a podcast on elm street uh if you click the link in our bio on there you will see uh links to our patreon where you can be like josh and uh give us money every month if you want yeah and we'll love you forever uh there's also a link to our t public which has a whole bunch of merch and logo designs and whatnot you can get our pretty cool logo on pretty much anything you can think of yep uh we also have links to everywhere that you can listen to this podcast and yeah we're also on the slasher app we are not very active on there unfortunately but uh we are definitely we do check it out every once in a while
1: as active uh on there as we are on twitter
0: (laughs) man i tried so hard to be active on slasher and it's not that it's not a good app it's a fucking it's a great app for the horror community but it's just like instagram is kind of my ish so yeah that's usually where i am or where we are i should say yeah uh, all right that's it that's all all right talk to you next time guys see you later